This is the Action Network Podcast. All the work, all the talk, all the handicapping is done. It's time for history. They're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off in the Preakness. Break another two lengths more. Back to win, win, win on the turn. Beginning to pick up stride near the back of the pack. As the field turns for home. And he bursts through an opening on the inside. Stride for stride. As they come to the final furlong. Keep battling on. One, two, down to the line. An impossible result here. Where's the greatness? Welcome back, everyone, to the Action Network podcast for your Preakness Best Bets edition presented by Twin Spires. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined today by two horse racing experts delivering their favorite bets for the 147th Preakness taking place Saturday in Baltimore, Maryland. Great to have Jeremy Pond back, Action Network editor, and also the parlay queen, Monique Vague. Great to have you both joining us again. You were great covering the Kentucky Derby for us a few weeks ago. Looking forward to your breakdown here. Monique, we'll start with you. When you look at the field and look at horses and gates and all of that jazz, how are you going about making a betting card for Preakness? So Preakness is always an interesting race in general because you have a lot of those horses that opt to either skip out on the derby or didn't have enough points to qualify and they have that advantage from a freshness perspective. So that's definitely something to factor in. Um, There are quite a few of them which I know are going to be garnering some type of betting support, early voting, the one that really kind of catches my eye in terms of a fresh face. Then you have the other ones that went a different route, Secret Oath. We saw her in the Kentucky Oaks. She was dominant. She's going to take a lot of betting support in here. Uh, But as for post positions go, again, similar to like the Derby uh, with the field, a smaller field in here. Usually I kind of like horses that are forwardly placed, a similar type of approach in here. And to be honest, I don't think anyone drew too poorly. Uh, So no post position was affecting my top pick in here. Jeremy, what do you got for us in terms of how you uh, look at the field and basically what you learned from last time out. Of course, Rich Strike, the winner of the Derby, Kentucky Derby, will not be taking part in the Preakness. But what do you have for us, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, I think Monique and I were pretty on point in in handicapping the Derby outside of horse number 21 from the also eligible (laughs) list, getting in the mix and getting a dream ride from Sonny Leone. Uh, A lot of things had to go right in that race, and they went right. Um, So having him out of the race is tough. You know, no Triple Crown winner this time uh but obviously some new faces some old faces here and you know not to copy monique again we did not come we did not join forces on this beforehand but <laughs> i like early voting he's going to break out of the five posts for chad brown and jockey jose ortiz he's coming off a second place finish in the wood memorial to mo donegal he led most of that race and looked like he was probably going to wind up winning it and mo donegal just showed the class that he is and caught him around the 16th pole and was able to, to squeak through and get to, and win the wood so I think there was a smart move on, on, Chad Brown's, uh, on Chad Brown's behalf, just because of the fact that he did this in 2017. He, he skipped the Derby with cloud computing and went to the Preakness and won it. So he knows this kind of move. It's kind of a, it's a move he's done before. Um, you know, you don't like this kind of a layoff, but, you know, if it's going to be somebody that's going to bring a horse in off this, fresh, you know, a fresh, a fresh set of legs, Chad Brown's the guy I want. I mean, he knows the, the Northeast track, the mid-Atlantic stuff. 
I think that's the horse to, to, to really catch an eye on. I think Epicenter is still the best in the field. However, at some point, he is going to regress. He's going to bounce. Horses bounce just like humans. You're going to have a bad day at the office, right? He ran a game second in the Derby. He's, he's, he's just going to find – there's going to be a situation where you're going to catch some really fresh legs, and I think this might be the race. Um, and other than that, I really love the Philly Secret Oath. Um, I had her in the Oaks. Um, she looked great coming out of it. I saw a couple of videos of her on, on Twitter from the feed from the track at Pimlico. She looks amazing, all dappled out. She looks ready to go. And she finished a game third against the boys, lost a cyber knife in Barber Road uh, in the Arkansas Derby. She is legitimately going to be a top three pick, and I would not be surprised if she won the race. As far as, you know, of course, when you compare it to the Derby, and I would agree, you both were really uh, spot on in terms of how that might unfold and, and what, what the, the race would look like. Um, with a more condensed field, Monique, how are you looking at long shot horses and how does it compare to how you look at the top of the field versus the bottom of the field? So it's tough. I mean, with the Preakness, a lot of the times we look at it in the Preakness is it's difficult enough to win in. It still has the prestige, but to be honest, it's one of the weaker Preakness fields that we can kind of go about, go about in recent memory. So Epicenter have to go back in this one's direction um early voting i know um as jeremy was mentioning too i think the biggest kind of outside of obviously being fresh the biggest kind of advantage he has is that pace presence i don't really see anyone contesting him on the front end he can get loose on the lead and he's going to be so incredibly tough to track down late as for prices to be honest i really wish i could have someone that kind of jumps off the page uh i mean looking through it creative minister is the only one I think that could offer some value um, because he has a bunch of those question marks too. Looks good in both those two starts. Um, I don't have all those many concerns for the distance. I mean, unlike the Belmont and the Pre and the um, Derby, of course, the Preakness distance usually isn't an issue for many of these horses, but he would be the one price that could intrigue me maybe at the bottom of the tries or supers, but outside of that pretty formful, at least for the top two, uh, I am landing in the direction of epicenter. Um, the one thing also with Epicenter, too, is just the short turnaround. We've seen that before with him. With some of these other horses, we haven't. Um, you only have those two horses exiting the Derby, trying to look in the Preakness. So I think Epicenter is going to be incredibly tough. I think he's going to get the trip. He's going to be close. And, I mean, the only one that I think could potentially play spoiler is early voting. And I always kind of look at this race, too, from a, from a betting perspective and try to look at it and see Secret Oath, She's the filly. She's going to take a lot of support. She raced awesome in the Oaks. She tried her luck against the boys. She raced really well in there too, but she's going to be over bet. I can pretty confidently say that. You mentioned creative minister who has, you know, untapped potential, some previous experience at uh, Churchill Downs secret oath, a horse we've discussed quite a bit. And Jeremy, you know, on the subject of, uh, of early voting, you're, you're pretty high on uh, Jose Ortiz, but when you look at the grand scheme closer to the bottom, in terms of odds and value that you could get yourself coming around on by the end of the week? I think, I think it's going to be top heavy in terms of the odds. I think it's going to be secret oath early voting in epicenter. Yep. I think they're going to be stacked one, two, three. I think epicenter will probably go off around that six to five number, maybe two to one he'll drift. Um, I'm hoping early voting will tick up a little bit. He's a seven to two, maybe get into that three to, you know, four to one range, maybe nine to two. I doubt that's going to happen. I think everyone's going to hammer that horse. Um, but I think you can get some value on the number one horse, Simplification. Six to one, finished fourth in the Derby, 
came out of the came out of the Florida Derby with White Abario and Charge It. He outfinished both badly. I mean, he, he crushed both of them, and he was the third place horse. Now, this is a horse that likes to be forwardly forwardly placed. He's going to be forwardly placed, I think, in this race. He's coming off. He's on the he's on the one uh, post position. So I feel like he's going to be up there contending, and I don't see him. He's not a horse that's going to come off the Pacers' stock. He's going to be up front. So if there's a value on a horse who's sitting at six to one now. I think he's going to drift probably eight to nine to one. Then you've got a situation where maybe you can catch him, maybe not to win. It wouldn't shock me if he finished second or third, though. Um, and if you're looking for a true long shot, I'm going to go to the number nine, Skippy Longstocking. It's a hell of a name. But uh, trained by Safi Joseph Jr., Junior Alvarado aboard, finished third in the Wood Memorial, uh, and he finished behind early voting in Modonical, not Network, but early, obviously Modonical won the race. Um, Maybe he's again a fresh horse. Maybe he can come in and deliver an exotic underneath, kind of like I was push, we were pushing Barbara Road, who had finished a game six in the Derby. You know what? And I still think that horse is going to probably be around in the Belmont. That's another horse we like with extra distance. So I think somebody like Skippy Longstopping, maybe that Wood Memorial is going to de deliver three good horses out of it. We don't know. I mean, typically the New York races don't transfer into the Triple Crown. Skippy Longstopping at 20 to one or north of that with Junior Alvarado. I'm willing to put him in the exotics. And Skippy is, is still getting experience, and you just wonder at, at what point does that experience come to fruition? Maybe it does just take one more this weekend. want to remind folks that are uh, tuned into the Action Network podcast, the Preakness betting preview. It is presented by Twin Spires. To get you guys ready to bet the Preakness stakes, Twin Spires offering Action listeners a terrific offer, a deposit bonus up to $400. Here's how it works. Go to twinspires.com, sign up using Action Racing, and you'll receive a deposit bonus of $100. For every $400 you wager, good for up to $400 bucks in bonuses to take advantage of this deposit offer. Just follow the link in our episode description and use promo code ACTIONRACING at sign up. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from 2 to over 25 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's not a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together, so stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, back to the show. Before we wrap, want to get to best bets to bet Preakness this weekend. Monique, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Jeremy. I say keep it simple. I feel like one of these races, especially as Jeremy and I kind of share the same sentiment with the top three horses, Secret Oath, I think is obviously someone that's going to take support, someone warranting of some serious consideration, but I'm just very much so on Epicenter. He had a perfect trip in the Derby, looked like he was 
he was going to be so tough to pass. And to be honest, I don't necessarily know if Joel Rosario saw the horse coming up the inside. I know given the way the track was playing out with all the rain and of course our derby winner, uh, you didn't really want to be inside at all. And this horse made what was like a video game type of move when you look at it from the head on view. Absolutely insane um, close from Rich Strike in there. But I thought Epicenter did everything right in order to try and win that race. And I thought he should have. Um, I think he's going to be positioned just off the speed. I think the race is going to pan out perfectly. And I think he's going to have that perfect setup once again in here. So he's going to be really tough. And again, that short turnaround doesn't concern me all that much. So keeping it simple with him. Jeremy, you're going to keep a simple approach as well? I'm going to keep it simple as well. I'm just going to flip it. I'm going to go with early voting. I just think that Chad Brown angle, skipping the Derby, coming in with a fresher horse who can get this distance. I'm a bigger Jose Ortiz fan. I just think at some point this horse epicenter, he will, he will bounce. Maybe it won't be this race. I'm going to use him in my exotics. I like, I like simplification, early okay. voting, epicenter, and secret oath in an exacta box. I think you can put them all together in a big number. You're probably going to have that combination. But I'm going to go with early voting across the board as my top pick. You're just getting a better value. If he finishes top three, you know, top, if he finishes second, I'm going to get money for second and third. I'm going to get my money back. Basically, I'm going to make a little bit of a profit. If he wins, then we're in a better position. But I'm going to stick with early voting and, and hope he can pull off the win. Excellent. Well, great work as always. We, you guys were great during the Derby and looking forward to Preakness this weekend. Again, you can find America's Best Racing Handicapper, better known as Parlay Queen, Monique Vague. On social, does a great job helping us out this time of year. Horse racing at the Action Network. Thanks, Monique. And Jeremy, uh, you as well, does a great job action racing out of there. Jeremy Pond. You can find him at Jeremy Pond on Twitter. That's going to do it for us this week, everybody, on the Action Network podcast, your Preakness betting preview. For Jeremy Pond, Monique Vague, Brendan Glasheen, we'll catch you next time on the Action Network podcast.